0: Green Slash Podcast listeners, Andy B., your host and producer of the podcast, just giving you a little cold open before we get to the actual episode that you're about to listen to. First of all, I apologize for the delay of the release of this episode. It's been a busy week for me here, and uh, I've been doing several things that I. that has just prevented me from getting these, episode, these episodes up. But. They're not finally being released, as well as the other live shows that we did in the DCT podcast fundraiser that we did last Saturday for the Christopher and Dana Reeve Foundation. So, for, when it comes to the release, I apologize, but finally, here is the episode. Although, a little heads up though, we had some technical difficulties in the first portion of the show, our good friend Jason Inman, who we've heard several times on this podcast, he was uh, joining us for the um, the live show last Saturday, and for some reason Skype was being a total dick to us, as we were having some, there was some cut-ins where his audio would cut in back and forth sometimes, I've tried to clean up a little bit in editing and so on, so hopefully most of what he says in the beginning is hearable and but it does but by the time we get to through the middle of the show the audio is perfect so yeah Skype and Mixer they just um, they, they were having their own little civil war, civil war there if you know what I mean I'm not that funny I know so uh, if you just bear with us just listen through the amazing episode that we had we've talked about our top 5 episodes of season 2 of The Flash we'll talk about what we want to see in season 3 as well as what Christopher Reeve stood for And meant for us as not just a man of steel on the big screen but also in real life. So, there you have it. So, and please enjoy this episode. Stay tuned for summer episodes coming up of the Flash Podcast. And with all that said, cue the music. Live on Mixer.com slash dctv podcast. Guys, welcome to the Flash podcast section of the DCT podcast marathon uh, that are, that is raising money for the Christopher Reeve uh, Christopher and Dana Reeve Foundation uh, for spinal cord research. And this is yeah, like I said, it's the Flash podcast session. So we're now into our fourth hour of the marathon. And I'm one of your hosts, Andy B, as always. And with us is a good friend of the podcast, Mr. Jason Enmes. So Jason, how are you doing today?
1: I am good. I'm ready to speed off into the speedy discussion.
0: Yes, lots of speed. So, yeah, so guys, we're going to be for, for this um for this special show, we're going to be actually talking about our top 5 episodes of season 2. But before we go, I just want to remind you guys, if you haven't done so already, if you're just tuning in to is if this is your first live show of the day, we want to remind you that we want we want you to donate to this great cause for the Christopher Reeve Foundation. So if you haven't done so already, head over to dctvpodcast.com slash fundraiser and click on the donate button there and you will be taken directly to the Christopher Reeve fundraising page for us. Uh, We have hit our goal as of right now at the time of recording. We have hit, let me just refresh the page. Uh, We have hit $1,158 and our initial goal was $1,000. $1,000. So we, you know, as like last year, we went beyond our goals. So, but we want to go keep donating. There's no limit in how much money we can raise. So, you know, it would be kind of dope if we hit 2000 So spread the link and um, use hashtags DCTPodcastLive and join Re, which is the official hashtag by the Re Foundation. And let's be here together in real life and uh, donate and help this great cause. So we're now going to talk about our top five episodes. Of season two and we're kind of gonna go back and forth and uh, between each other to, to have a nice discussion So Jason, let's start with you. What what is your first f- favorite up? Ep- what is um one of your first e- favorite episodes of season two of the flash?
1: Well, I'll do it uh, uh, my favorite I did it even this was tough for me because um, I'm not a fan of this storyline Z- Z- of this season. So to basically build my list around it Um because I didn't want to pick any of those episodes, so my number five choice is the episode called "Guerrilla Warfare" by Aaron uh, Helbing and Todd Helbing, um, and that is where the return of Gorilla Grodd shows up. Grodd shows up, um, you know, a fan favorite from season one, and they have to do the whole trickaroo of convincing Gorilla Grodd that Harrison Wells from Earth Two is thinks that the Reverse Flash is is dead, and through a breach, and basically sending which I think was really cool because it's the first time of the city, so um, you are able to tell from this first choice. to about the first time that we see something uh, or the first re- revelation of the Flash's strength is in season one. That's where the strength is five. All
0: right, and um, what my number five is, and a lot of people will notice that it uh, that while I did enjoy the first half of season two. The second half is a lot stronger in my opinion, and that's why I put, um, I put uh, episode fifteen, King Shark, uh, as my number five. I, I love I'm I I was a huge fan of the fact that King Shark was just a huge surprise. Uh, he you know we didn't know he was coming to the show you know in that brief you know post credit scene, and and then we actually get a full episode with him along with Arrow's Diggle, and that's that is one of my favorite episodes, uh, because I mean. This show can do so much crazy things because it is a Flash. It's about a dude that can run really, really fast. But that's why that's why it has so much else it can provide with it, like Gorilla, you know, Gorilla Grodd, the Rogues, and something like King Shark. You know, not necessarily a Flash villain, but someone big from the DC universe. And I just love the effects of it and how it was done. And that we, it, they didn't really how should I say, they didn't like just walk around and say, you know, oh, we're looking for King, King Shark, we actually saw him a lot in the episodes, because you know, like, those effects, I mean, yeah, I mean, they're impressive, but they're also really expensive as well, so that's why I really love that we actually got to see a lot of it and also on, on you know, on a weekly television show, that's you know, I mean, that's pretty dope, honestly, because and hopefully we'll see, I mean, look, I don't know if it will happen, but it would be kind of nice if we saw King Shark and Grogrodd have like a you know battle at some point, kind of like what is it, Godzilla versus King uh, uh, King Kong or something? King Kong. Yeah, so it could be their version of of that uh, of that battle or something. So what's your nice. number four, Jason?
1: Um, my number four. No, we don't get the conclusion to it. Uh, I I wanted to include this in there, and that is uh, my number four is Legends of T- of the Legends of Tomorrow crossover. that sort of sets up Legends of Tomorrow, although. No- not really. By Ralph uh and teleplay by Aaron and Helbing. I liked their episodes. I don't know if you can um, the, uh this is the first appearance of Vandal Savage he, in this episode. The first appearance of a joke that gets carried over to Arrow several times, where Ma- Malcolm Merlin appears out of the shadows suddenly in, in the Arrow Cave. Um and basically it was really cool because um tomorrow was gonna be all about setting up Hawkman. I called you crazy, and uh mm-hmm. told me that I would like it. And I did lie, and I thought all of these people teaming up together in the same is really great that was introduced this season on the flash that i hope carries on with this new cw universe that um just this giant team that we have which is i think is amazing and this was the time that we really felt it because the year flash crossover and this year it was like in the kitchen sink crossover so uh legends of TV, uh, set up a great new series it's my number four
0: um, I, we're getting some um, feedback in, in the chat. That there's, there's some. Um, they're saying that you're going in and out a little bit with your, your audio. Uh, is your connection all right? Are you there, Andy? Hello. Yeah. Uh, hello. Can you hear me? Yeah, man. Okay, guys. Can you guys can you hear Jason? Maybe it's my mixer doing something. Um, of course, technical issues on my session. We had gone so well for the first three hours. Uh, but um, let's see, guys. Tell, tell tell you if you if you hear Jason and, uh, good and if you hear my audio coming in well as well. So. Um, so we so we hear what we're saying. Um, yeah, my number four is... Even though it was one of the most... I mean, one of the last remaining episodes I was really looking forward to, uh, you know, because of many reasons, you know, it is number four in comparison to what, uh, the other things we've seen. And that is episode 22, Invincible. And uh, the pre... You know, the pen ultimate episode before the season finale. Uh, as a lot of you guys know, I'm a huge Katie Cassidy and Laurel Lance fans, And, you know, I was... You know, more and more, more and less, uh, very frustrated and disappointed that they killed her off on Arrow this season. Um, spoiler: If you haven't caught up with season four, uh, so, but to so the fact that we actually got to see her Earth Two counterpart was phenomenal because we finally got to see, even though she was a villain, she actually got to be. I mean, that's the closest thing we've seen her get to be to the Black Canary. We we saw the Canary cry. We saw, she kicked a lot. I mean, she seemed more. She seemed more skilled uh, compared to Earth One, Laurel. No against no nothing against Turbine. Mean, this one seemed to have have had more experience. We don't know what her backstory is because all we know on Earth 2 is that Oliver is dead. Did it prompt Laurel to become a villain? Who knows? Maybe. But we know that she got powers. Uh, and we also had and we also had like a bunch of meta humans, you know, the whole what was it called? The meta apocalypse. Although I'm gonna say that I'm gonna call out on them for a little bit because we didn't really get to see any of the other villains. It's like because they made it sound like we're gonna see the whole army, we're gonna see everyone, uh, you know, like some teasers to some other villains we might see in the future. But yeah, I mean, at least at the best we got Black Siren and a lot of awesome cosplayers. Um, Nothing against cosplays, but you know that's kind of what we got. And yeah, seeing that you know, see, seeing seeing Cisco and Caitlin, you know go all Earth Two up on on Laurel was kinda of fun because we also got to see Sisko do his um vibrational blast for the first time, um, and then he had performance issues because it didn't come back. But yeah, that but I think that was such sort a of good uh, build up to the the finale and also it was just so I mean even though it was heartbreaking, it was powerful seeing that um, seeing the death of Henry, even though they were kinda of like they couldn't have been more obvious. Like, you know, the moment he said the week before that, saying that, you know, oh, I'm going to stay in Central City. I'm like, oh, and you're dead. Uh, and <laughs> so, but yeah, but Black Sign was definitely one of the highlights of, of that episode. And that's one of the episodes I've gone back to watch so many times. And um, Jason, what is your number three?
1: My number three is the return of things that Flash has ever seen, ever used. And that is the uh, the reverse Flash Returns, directed by Michael Allowitz and written by, can you guess it? Aaron Helbing and Ton Helbing. Yep. I like their episodes.
0: Like the episodes of um, Helbing's.
1: Yeah, the Helbing's. I love them. Um, so where the start of the time remnant nonsense that still doesn't make sense even at the end of the season starts showing up. But I felt that they explained it the best in this episode uh, because they the Eobard thawn from that has not that is Matt Lesher, who is a really good actor and a really, 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 really nice guy. Um, this uh, Made the goggles. They retrofitted uh, Cisco's go- goggles to like help you know make t- time. They kind of souped them up a little bit more. Uh, Towards the end of the season, um, we got to see the lovely I forgot scientist from Mercury Labs, who was also uh, from the first Flash series. She showed up and has a lot of Patty in it. And this is also Patty uh, um, discovering who. I, when I first heard about this idea, of Eobard Thawne, I was initially against. It's like I don't know. I think it's too soon. I-. But I thought that they did an interesting thing by sort of making. Making it inevitable because they sort of introduced all these concepts to where Eobar Thawne kind of creates the plan to do this because of this episode. Like he sees Harrison Wells and he's like, oh, maybe I should not do Harrison. And then he sees this other person and he kind of, you kind of see the start of the wheel being built for Mom. And I really like that. And Matt Lesher as Eobard Thawne, he looks like he's in, I like.
0: Yeah, no, I, Matt Letcher is, I mean, I hope we actually get a full season at some, I mean, not a full season, but maybe at least more episodes of, like, an arc next season, or in season four or five, where he actually gets to come back and, you know, play full out his take on Earport Fawn, because, I mean, he looks, the creepiest part is, the creepiest part, Jason, is that he looks like able fun from the comics like when you look in flash reaper not that the new series but the one that jeff Johns did many years ago mm-hmm. and i think there's been some other flash comic where he mm-hmm. reminds me of uh, matt letcher so
1: yeah i mean i tried to figure out if it was, him. I was i was trying to figure out if it was him but it doesn't look like it was I think
0: i think i may have lost jason jason can you still hear Any? me hey can you hear me yeah yeah, I, I don't know what's going on, guys. Is is he still going in and out? Let me see what the comments are saying. I, I, because I, I you only went on a little bit now just now, but I was able to hear you for for most of it. Um, yeah. I, hopefully hopefully it will get better as we as we go along. Um, yeah. So, guys, sometimes Skype does this to us, so hopefully we will hopefully it will work out. Um, so my, for my number, let's see, we're number at number three now. Um, it's definitely the Kevin. Then there's the Kevin Smith episode. Um, the yep. I the reason I wanted I, I put it this low was because it was kind of undone in by the finale and um, but still it's it's a concept of going into the speed force getting to know and it's kind of funny because we've just theorized and um, the week before that that the speed force may have a mind of its own and luckily we were right i mean i mean not luckily but fun enough we were we were right and they did it in a very impressive way and that episode you know by kevin smith was i mean it felt so cinematic and it felt like one of those i mean you could feel this was a very standalone episode from how the show is usually done and given its tone and whatnot but still you know while fitting into the whole you know, humor, heart, and spectacle like that they're always going for. But I love seeing the Speed Force really kind of... I mean, I love seeing the Speed Force and Barry kind of getting to meet. Which, you know, sounds weird, but it makes sense when you see the episode. I also like the fact that we got to see Team Flash kind of working on... You know, with, you know in a scenario where they had to be working on their own uh, without Barry. Kind of like a universe where they, they didn't have Barry Allen anymore and so on. And they, I mean... They did the best they could of course and uh, and they, I mean and they were very impressive of it um, it was funny seeing Gerder come back because I mean mostly because that's like you know I, I've never been able to say that oh that's the hottest zombie I've ever seen come back to life uh, because that's normally not the case when you look at zombies in I don't know like The Walking Dead or other som- zombie shows that there are other zombie shows I don't keep I don't keep up um, but yeah but no but Kevin Smith it was just so much... It was really powerful. and uh, But the reason I put it at number three was because it was undone by the finale, even though I do love the finale a lot. Um, but yeah, if it hadn't been for the finale, um, then I would have probably ranked this episode maybe number one or number two. So, uh, And guys, I'm just sending you a reminder that, that if you haven't donated... If you're just... You to, you to, um tuning in uh, head over to dcdpockets.com slash fundraiser and make a donation if you haven't done so already at the time of recording Rebecca is updating us that we have hit 1164 dollars so 40 people have donated that which is amazing so let's keep going share the links on social media use the hashtag dcpockets live and then um, and join RE, which is the hashtag from the reeve foundation so Let's be, you know, remember, let's be here in real life, like Barry Allen, Cars are all, and all these other amazing heroes that we see on TV and on the big screen. Okay, Jason, what is your number two? And hopefully, like, like Chris Sorry?
1: I said, and be like a hero like Christopher Reeve.
0: Oh, yes, of course. Of course, yes. Well spoken. Um, so, Jason, what is your number two? And hopefully, hopefully, um, people will be able to share. So, what is your number two favorite episode uh, of uh, season two?
1: involves what I think is the best scene. It's one that I was surprised they did so early because they never topped it. Ever. And that is episode six, J.J. macaro and written by Gabrielle Meyer I think is how you say her name. Zoom uh, uh, beats the holy hell out of Barry and drags him around in front of the police, the newspapers and everybody. There's no way you can ever, ever beat me. It involves the team um, doing this summer where they convince Linda Park uh, to dress up like Dr. Light being on this season. That's really cool. Um, they convince her to fake me, Dr. Light, and try to Zoom and work, and Zoom shows them all season. Again, this is so substantial that I could not be- kind of think, in my opinion, kind of hurt them a little bit. It was never as scary as he was in this finale. Um, they also, of course, um, wiped why- pretty quickly but this was uh, all my criticism about zoom this was the best he was the entire season uh just threatening and impossible to beat enter zoom number two of the season
0: and um okay so for, m- for me num- my number two is it is the finale honestly because um i like, guess like i, s- like I s- said on the season finale two weeks ago it's I feel season one is really hard to top because they did so much good in the first year and that finale was really powerful and it, set, it did set up this epic art that we were going to get into for season two. and um, But yeah, but I, I, like I said, I, I think for me the reason I'm a little bit hesitant right now is just to see how all of this will play out in season three because we... I mean, the writers just went back to the writers' room like a week ago or something, so we don't know what their plans are, what flashpoint is going to be and whatnot, but it was still a really powerful finale. I actually think it was um, actually I'm going to be honest, I think the, the whole fight against Zoom at the, in the finale was a little more impressive than it was against Reverse Flash last year because, I mean, that fight was so brief because Eddie shot himself and, and they had already kind of had their fight uh, with uh, Oliver and Firestorm showing up in the previous episode, so in t- terms of comparing to finale fight versus season two finale fight this one was a lot more impressive plus we i mean we kept you know you could sit there thinking like what are they gonna do is he gonna succeed is he gonna destroy the whole multiverse is this how they bring in Supergirl's herb is this how i mean what what is gonna be happening so it was i mean it was suspenseful for sure and i love seeing even though and it was i mean i never want to get into the concept that is time remnants because i just don't get it but it was so cool to see barry finally be able to don't worry about it sorry i
1: i said nobody does don't worry about the time
0: yeah i i just feel like that there should be a guide or something that. uh but uh, yeah. yeah i just um, i just love seeing the Barry was able to do that and that uh you know look and i'm a huge um you know west Allen fan as people know and i loved seeing the fact that you know and this also goes into you know with episode twenty one and twenty two, there was a really good development for West Allen and you know between Barry and Iris and you know, I mean, you can debate about I mean every, you know everyone can have a debate about how Barry's behavior was at the end of that at the end of that that final scene, but no seeing that Barry I mean even though he is a little bit selfish for going back I mean okay little but going back in time to save his mom, I love the fact that the reason he. He, why he made that particular promise to Iris was the fact that, and I think Amy was the one who said it, so I'm, I'm going to be paraphrasing a little bit what she said, but it was basically that he he couldn't be what she deserved. She you know she, He couldn't be the best of himself in this current state because he was heartbroken. You know, he had just lost his dad and then he got a doppelganger who looks exactly like his dad but isn't even his dad. And, you know, and it, and it had been a very dark year for him so he knew that there's I, there's no way i can i can go full in on this relationship and um, if if i don't take care of whatever is struggling for me within and i think that is even though it's still he's still selfish for going back in time and you know not even though he's we he's been told so many times that this is dangerous this is risky i did like the fact I, I just liked how he how they approach the whole thing with Barry and Iris and how they how it will look like in season three. I mean, we don't I mean like I said, we literally don't know anything that's happening right now in season three, so um and also, you know, the reveal of I mean I mean it it was just so epic seeing John was a ship in that a uh, Jay Garrett costume. I mean we I think most of us had wanted to see him as Jay Garrick uh, before he was cast as Henry. Uh, I, I mean, I know Jason. You, well, before when you heard that John ship was going to be on the show, had you initially hoped for him to be Jay Garrick, or you like did you think that you know, oh they're they're just not going to do him as Jay Garrick?
1: Well, you mean you are talking about season one?
0: Yeah, like, before, like when the show was initially announced, and when they announced that John Wesley Shipp will be guest starring in a mysterious role in uh, uh, in The Flash season one and so on, had you initially hoped for for John Wesley Shipp to be Jay Garrick, or were you kind no? Of like- the, the
1: the the thought had never entered my mind, uh, not once. It didn't enter my mind until they started doing all the teases of the uh, oh, who is who is Zoom, who is Zoom, and you know as, th- as soon as they started doing that, I was like, yeah, John Wesley Shipp's gonna be Jay Garrick. Um, No, I I, I kind of always thought they were gonna make his dad, and, and as far as I knew, it really wasn't much of a secret. Like they announced it pretty early that he was gonna be Barry's dad.
0: I just remember the day the Hollywood Reporter broke it. They just they said that his um, character identity hadn't been revealed yet. Uh, it was at, it was in May when they dropped that trailer when everyone figured out that he was his dad. I mean, maybe I missed a report, but I mean, in the when in the beginning when the show was coming together, I remember just sitting every day waiting for flash news and I um, so yeah I mean like I said maybe you saw a different report than I did so maybe I was the one who missed something but but yeah that moment was just so Special and like and it's. I mean, I don't know if you got a chance to read the interview he did with um e- E.W. after that episode aired. How he was so nervous putting on that suit again, and like he thought he was going to look silly. One, but that he pretty much made everyone on the set cry because they many of. I mean, Andrew Kreisberg is an original Flash, O.G. Flash, and uh, '90s fan. So, I mean. This was special to not not just us uh, from the modern Flash TV show fandom, but also from the people that love the original Flash TV show, which is by the like way, me. Yeah, I mean, I I love that original show. It's so timeless. I love the fact that even in twenty sixteen.
1: Well, don't don't get that ridiculous. I I wouldn't. There's some fashion senses in that that are don't really hold the test of time.
0: <laughs> I mean, Jason, it was the nineties. Like you know, that's just the way it was. But um, I mean, it still looked good. Uh, I mean, in some capacity. Uh, but, in
1: some yeah. capacity is the right way to say it.
0: Okay, yeah. Okay, well, there we go. I, I, I retract, and I will put out that statement instead. Um, now, for your number one, I'm, I'm almost wondering if we may have the same choice. So what is your number one choice for a uh, top episode of season two? Uh,
1: my number one uh, for season two also has a two in the title. I think that if you choose any other episode uh, for your number one choice, you are wrong. I will fight you. That's uh, all in a playful way, actually. Uh, Welcome to Earth 2 is my number one choice. Uh, Millicent Shelton directed it. The story was by Greg Berlanti and Andrew Kreisberg. Um, I think there is no other choice besides Welcome to Earth 2. It is, And the reason why I picked number one over number two uh, was simply for the fact that um, number one gives us Killer Frost. Number one gives us Death Storm. Uh, Robbie Mel back. Number one gives us the death of Joe West. Number one also gives us Joe as a jazz singer and an amazing scene where Barry talks to his mom in Earth 2 over the phone, and we see on his phone, it says, like, Bruce, Clark, Diana. Um, Earth, the first part of the Earth 2 crossover, the whole thing is awesome, but part one of the crossover, I felt, just nailed all the beats um, that we needed to see uh, instead of dealing with, like, the Zoom... Uh, mystery kind of stuff like that um, it is one of the best DC comic fan easter eggs things that I've seen in forever and it was pure joy it is what The Flash is about um, and it was what I felt mostly was missing from season 2 of The Flash and uh, you know the the joy combined with these amazing easter eggs um is what I think has made the Flash stand out above some of the other DC shows, making these weird DC concepts work and and infusing them with joy. And and Welcome to Earth Two did that better than any other episode in the Flash season two.
0: Well, I I stand corrected. I that was also one of my choices. Although I cheated a little bit, I decided, I decided to take part one and part two of uh, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, I just couldn't shoot because there was i mean, there, there was so much good in it. I mean, now that you mentioned that uh, phone call and we see all those names, I mean, damn it, Jason, now I actually want to go watch the episode again because I just love the fact that there are, I mean, the Justice League members are on TV-ish. Uh, I mean, who, but who knows? Now that Superman is coming to TV, maybe we'll see some more, but who knows? Yeah, but one other, one other thing that I, I don't think, I don't know if you mentioned it, maybe cut or something but um one of the things i really loved also in that was seeing how different the west family was that um it was kind of like seeing jesse l martin and candace Patton almost switching not exactly roles but like positions where she is you know the detective and he is you know the one is doing some you know doing a t- completely different gig you know he's you know jazz singer which by the way i mean we need more jesse l martin singing just saying i mean if any of the producers are listening, we need that DC TV musical crossover um, directed by Joss Whedon, just saying, with the music master. And uh, I just, like I said, I mean, one of the things that is so fun with shows, I mean, concepts like this, is seeing different takes. I mean, I love the fact that, you know, in comics, we can go and read, for example, the Earth-1 lineup, uh, you know, with uh, the the graphic novels, or we can read the Earth-2 comic that is out there. Um, I forgot who the latest writer on that book, um, Ryan I mean, Bigoletto. Thank you, thank you, and uh, and and then we see what the main DC universe is all about, and uh, I mean it's I just love seeing it, and the fact that we got to see see that come to fruition on TV is I mean, I mean that's one of the things that I love so much about the Flash is that we can do these kind of things. I love the fact that we there there, there are really no limits um, to what the Flash can do. And also, I'm gonna be a little bit cheesy here and. Jason, I hope I hopefully, I, I hopefully you're not gonna blush too much from this, but it was actually one of my all-time favorite recording sessions with you when you were guesting on the show.
1: Oh, from Earth one, Earth two?
0: Yeah, uh, that's on, really nice. Yeah, that's I mean, sweet. Yeah, I mean, you've been a great, I mean, <clears throat> a great, you've been a great voice to have on the podcast this whole second season. So, and that was that was one of those uh, segments. Plus, I think that's probably the the, top, the the episodes when you and Amy mentioned Fringe the most, and uh, which you know, I mean, it's. I don't know if you. I don't know if you've seen it, but a lot of our listeners has now started watching Fringe because of you and Amy mentioning it uh, so much on there. So uh, that's good. It's a great show. Yeah. I'm, I promise. I. I promise. I will see at least a couple episodes before we. We see each other at Comic Con because I. Yeah, I'm getting intrigued now. Way too intrigued. I just need to find some time. <laughs> but now all the TV seasons are over, so I can get into it. Uh, but yeah, I. I just love seeing, all of that and. Yeah. And it's you know. Like I said, I. I hope that. It's this wasn't the final season of seeing uh, the you know Earth two and one. I mean, depends what happens now in the coming episodes with you know Flashpoint and you. Know, I, I mean, I don't know. Could there be a crisis coming? Who knows? Who knows? Um, but do you have any honorable mentions uh, episodes that you wanna kind of plug out there or something that mm-hmm. like, almost made to your list?
1: Not really. No. The ones that made it on my list were the ones that I felt deserved the place. Um, again, I um, I wasn't totally in love with season two, like I was with season one. So, so, so no, my list is the five, the the five that deserve to be there.
0: Yeah, I I have I only have one, and that is actually Enter Zoom, uh, because I mean the only reason I it it would have had a more of an effect if it hadn't been for the fact that I mean they pretty much pulled Nightfall on on the Flash, but then he was able to start walking again one week after. And it was just because they needed to set up it for the crossover, which was... That's why I'm like, oh, that st- stupid timing. I mean, if they have done it in episode 5 instead, then we could have had at least two weeks of Barry not being able to run and whatnot, but no, they had to... Like, I mean, the, the way that episode ended made it seem like, you know, oh no, like what if he can run in the crossover? What if that is one of the storylines in the crossover? And... um so yeah, that's why it didn't make my top five, but it was at least worth mentioning. Uh, also, the definitely you know part one of that crossover, um, because I, both Amy, Laura, and I, we love the crossover episodes. And this year, they w- it was a huge improvement from last year. The fu- first one was fun. It, don't get me wrong, but the fact is that this year they did it as a one shared story. It wasn't like oh, one separate story in part one and one separate story in part yeah, two. It was like that, June that was... tomorrow night.
1: This was much better, yeah, because to be honest with you, like, of last year's, I liked the Arrow one episode better than the Flash episode of it. Like, it was weird. I, I, I kind of understand why they did it, and I'm glad that this year they were like, ah, eh, let's not do that again.
0: Yeah, exactly, and that's why, I mean, now I'm, I mean, I, I, I mean they're probably going to top it now in... Uh this four night show crossover in uh, December. So I'm looking forward to see how to, uh, hopefully it's going to work out well. And uh, also by a uh, quick uh, update to our listeners, we have, we've hit another record. We've now reached beyond $1,200. We reached 1236 dollars <whistles> So, uh, so yes, guys, please, please spreading the word. We, you know, we, who knows we can hit 2000. Just keep spreading the link, you know, DCPockets.com slash fundraiser on Facebook, Twitter, if you can post on Tumblr, sure. I just don't know how it works. And Google Plus, anything. Like just spread the word because we, you know, let, it is for a great cause. And I, you know, it it would make all of our hearts uh, filled with happiness if we made another record like last year where we hit our goal we went beyond our goal even twice so and uh, but speaking of christopher reeve jason i because i know you won't be able to join for the assembly show, i kind of want to pick your brains on this because we are working with the christopher and dana reeve foundation and i kind of want to just talk to you are they personally
1: involved with this or are you guys just donating yourself i'm sorry
0: <laughs> no, no no we've we've been in close connections with them for the past nice. two weeks uh, rebecca johnson who's the host Super Great, she's in the chat she uh, has been in close uh, collaboration with them for the Past one and a half week, and uh, they've been super awesome. They they're super. They've been really grateful about that. We're all coming together, and uh, you know. Being, I have donated
1: to the charity before outside of this podcast. It's, so I, as soon as you said that's who you were donating to, I was like, awesome.
0: Oh, well, that's fantastic. I mean, I'm, I'm really glad that you were. I, I didn't know that, so I'm glad that you were that you decided to do, it. and so I'm glad that you've donated them before and so on. Because yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, I mean, let's talk about. um uh, Christopher Reeve and um, you know we're, we we both like we love Superman and he was I mean he was the first big screen Superman uh, I mean at least you know for I mean he's the most well known and uh, mm-hmm. what did Christopher Reeve mean to you both as an actor as as Superman and as an inspiring voice in this community of people that suffers from the same condition that he that he got into in that horror accident
1: well, Christopher Reeve, what many people don't realize is that Christopher Reeve is a great actor outside of Superman. Um, like, don't get me wrong. I love his Superman, and I love Superman the movie. I think the argument can be made that Superman the movie is the greatest superhero movie of all time. Um, and he, and he, he's the reason for that. He's the reason. It's Christopher Reeve. But I, I think in a lot of times the talks of Christopher Reeve that people think about don't remember – the rest of his career um, because he had an amazing career outside of Superman as well like this guy was not just the uh, uh, an amazing actor for Superman he was an amazing actor all around I mean he was trained at Juilliard and uh, he appears in one of my favorite time travel movies of all time uh, somewhere in time when, and if you're like what is that you need to go go check it out I mean this this guy has appeared in the Muppet show Chris Reeve is one of these actors that I feel that, you know, sometimes when an actor gets cast into a role and you're like, man, I can't imagine anybody else could have ever played that part. That's what Christopher Reeve did for Superman. Um, and it's so interesting because the flying technology of that movie was so new, so different, that if he hadn't sold it with his acting, that movie would have never have worked, Ever. Um, But because he leaned into it, he had some dance training, he did all that stuff, um, uh, uh, that really sold the thing. And then the fact that Christopher Reeve was a Superman in terms of his acting career, (coughs) excuse me, uh, leads to the fact that, like, he's also a Superman in terms of real life. I mean, the fact that um, he did all this activism work, he was very against uh, nuclear weapons. And he did all all these other things like that, and he served on the boards of several activism uh, uh, companies and stuff like that. And um, I can't believe that, you know, he had he's worked with the Centers for Disease Control. So like, not only was this man a force of nature in acting, he was a force of nature in life. And when you think about that, combining that, this was a man who played Superman at the same time. And I'm rambling. I'm sorry, but no, no, go no
0: please me. go on. Uh,
1: the, the fact that this man did so much in acting, so much in his life. He was a Superman in real life as an acting just makes perfect sense why Christopher Reeve was Superman. Like, even after his accident, this guy did so many things. Whereas most other people would have, you know, probably hidden away, gone away from society. But Christopher Reeve, he still acted after his accident. And he still did um, so much activism work um, outside of acting that he's the closest we will ever experience to the real Superman. That's Christopher Reeve. That is that guy. Like, And it's so almost full circle in telling that he played Superman as well. Like I said, cause he was a real life Superman. Like if you don't know anything about Christopher Reeve, you need to go research his life right now because he's amazing. And again, he started that this amazing, um, charity that we're all donating for. Like the brilliant thing is, is that their motto is go forward. And there is no better motto than go forward for life, uh, for Superman, uh, for anything.
0: Yes, that 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 is deserves an applaud because nailed it. Hashtag, it's because also I mean, hashtag rambling. No, no <laughs> hey, rambling is when you say you say something that has no meaning. So, but you said things that are so true and so. I mean, it, I mean, it's. I mean, mad respect for that, and for me, I mean, I. I mean, I've been debating whether or not I would actually bring this up, and so I mean, for me, I was in my years in my um and you know at the end of high school and so i mean i mean christopher i mean he's been one of my first heroes of life and and even though i am even though i am not paralyzed and so on i something that a lot of people know about me is that i have something called Asperger's syndrome and it has made me feel very different from society and i feel like i don't really belong in any group or whatnot which has you know makes life complicated for me and so on but what Christopher Reeve did for me, and I'm sure he's done this for so many other people, especially as Superman, you know, this alien being from another planet who could rule the world but decides to use his powers to do good for humanity. Even though when humanity is ungrateful, when they are, you know, when they fear him, when they don't want to accept him, and he still does it because he, he, it's the right thing to do. And for me, during t- my teenage years, and I'm sure everyone can relate. You know, we all we're all trying to fit in. We want to be normal. We don't want to be different, so on. And during my in, t- in high school, especially, I would go back and rewatch Superman movies a lot, uh, even the less good ones. But, I mean, I did. I watched it because of him, because of Margot Kidder as. Um, wait, did I say Margot K- Kidder or Robbie? Because I've been doing this all week that I mixed up. the- You said day. Kidder. Kidder. Oh, thank you. <sighs> Margot Kidder as Lois Lane, Gene Hackman's legs. I mean, those. I mean, I would go back and watch, but especially for him, and and you know, he. I mean, also he has another connection that I'm sure that you, hopefully, were a fan of as well. But his appearances on Smallville as Doctor Virgil Swan, the man that introduced Clark to his legacy to Krypton and all these other things. He was
1: the first person to say Krypton on Smallville.
0: He was, and he, and they had the the Superman theme in it, and you know, little nods to and whatnot, and yeah. For me, Christopher Reeve, from and I, I actually had this as an oral um, essay, a presentation in my senior year talking about what you know, we, it was about heroism, and and for me, and there was there were some people in my class that didn't get how a guy in a wheelchair could in any way be something that I could. Not relate to, but kind of relates in terms of being different. For me, Christopher Reeve and, su- and his Superman made me accept that it is okay to be different. That you can be loved despite your, you know, your quirks, your your um, your hiccups and all that. That it is okay to be different. You and also that being normal is extremely overrated. Um, uh, I mean, there are days when I wish that you know I didn't have this diagnose in my head going on. I wish I didn't have to take. You know, medicine to prevent myself from not having hyperactivity. But thanks to someone like Christopher Reeve, I I don't hate that part of myself anymore, and that's what he meant to me so much. That he was so he was different, but he didn't allow it to hold him back. He and also that by the fact that he kept going is what showed us that he is a hero on big screen and in real life, and that's that's what he was to me and i the day when i found that he had passed away was was that in when did he pass, was it 2004 five i don't know I mean, it, it was,
1: was a <laughs> it was 2004 Excuse
0: it me. was yeah and i think i mean i, th- I think i think it may be close to somewhere in october maybe close to my birthday or something like that that's why it was even more painful because i mean i had heard some rumbling that maybe he was going to come back to smallville for an episode or two and i was like yes i want to see more and hopefully maybe this time uh, but I think there were plans on bringing him back for season four to do something with him and uh, Margot Kidder, uh, who played – she played someone. I, I, I'm she forgetting played like
1: a, a scientist assistant to him.
0: Yes. I'm, I just, I just hate it when I forget names of, like, iconic actresses play, actors coming to the show and playing very significant characters. I mean, she was the one who helped uh, Martha Kent save Clark when he was all – jor up and became well. Like, that
1: that was that was the reason why Margot Kidder appeared was because it was supposed to be Christopher Reeve.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Man, we need we need to do something we need to do something popular about small at some point because I freaking love that show. And I mean, I, I I want to talk about it on air at some point. Uh, but yeah, but going back to Christopher Reeve and uh, yeah, for me, I mean, I know he's a hero to a lot of people that are in. That are paralyzed that has spinal cord injuries and whatnot, but to me, he's still a huge hero to me in a, more than a way than just being a superman to me, but he's also the fact that he, there was a very dark time in my life where I just was really not accepting that the fact that I was different. friend. but the, his movies and his work and what he stood for, both on this big screen and in real life made me it helped me a lot. and that's why like when we decide, you know when we're thinking about what should be our, be our second sherry event. I, I you know, I think I suggested right away like, we need to do the Christopher Reed Foundation. Uh, you know, we did we did cancer last year uh, for windship as it was uh, very personal to, to one of our own, Rebecca Johnson, who survived cancer and but th- but we thought that we should do something different. And what other way to I mean there's I can never I can never pay Christopher Reed back for all the things that he's done for me personally because sadly he has passed away but also I do, you know this is something that this is the least I can do for what he has done to me and other people in this world, that, I mean, maybe they're not in wheelchairs, but maybe they felt felt that his presence helped them accept that it's, be, it's okay to be different. And, yeah, that was maybe rambling. So I apologize, guys. Uh, no, that's but, all right. Uh, but, yeah, there are days when I just freaking miss him. And I, you know, I see images. And I see, you know, I, just two weeks ago, I saw a kid for the first time seeing the Superman movie. And... That was, I mean, that I, I it got me emotional because I'm like that kid is in for a fun ride with all those four movies. Um, even though the third and fourth one weren't as good, but still, Christopher Reeve is worth watching it for. And um, we do have a, you know, we're gonna we're winding down to the clock, so we're gonna wrap it up pretty soon. Um, but um, so yeah, let me just um throw a little. Impromptu question there, Jason, if it's okay. Um, we okay. we haven't talked. About, we um, we well, we haven't done a many recording since the the finale. With um, since Amy, and Laura, and I did the one hundred, but what are you personally hoping for season three of the Flash? Uh, in brief words, like you know, is there a specific thing you want, or are there multiple things? Any wish car- characters list that you have?
1: Not a speedster.
0: Not a speedster. That's <laughs> what I want.
1: I am. I do not want a speedster villain. I, I've seen it twice in a row. Uh, they, I felt they pulled it off very well the first time. I felt they didn't really pull it off well the second time. Um, I do not want another speedster as the villain. I'm worried that we are going to get a speedster as the villain again. Uh, I, I really hope we don't. Um, I would love to see – I actually think there is a villain out there of the Flash. There's two villains out there at the Flash, I, and, I'm, and, I, and I would leave this to the writers. Because they could figure out how they could they could do it. But I think these two villains could give the Flash a challenge, uh, wh- and they don't have speed powers. And that is Abracadabra, who is also from the future. So you could bring in time travel stuff in there. And he, he seems very magic-y based, but it's actually his future technology. Um, now he's a choice. I think the stronger choice is Mirror Master. Yes. Because because Mirror Master, I think you could do so many things with images, glass, stuff like that. You could really set him up as like this gangster who cannot be caught, and he's manipulating all these people. Because think about it: if he can escape through any reflective surface, think about all the surfaces across a uh, a metropolis. No, didn't mean to say that word, but like a major city, like Central City, like a downtown where there's all these glassy windows, all these glassy cars, all these puddles, so many places to escape to. And he can pop out of those surfaces immediately. So it's almost like he has super speed as well. But he what, doesn't.
0: Um, <laughs> which which one of the mirror masters do you want to see? Sam Scudder or even McCulloch?
1: Uh I mean, I love McCulloch better because uh, I love the Scottish brogue. Um, but oh, I kind good, of feel... Good
0: accent there.
1: They'll, they'll go with Sam Scudder because they like to do the classic stuff. So uh, I would love McCulloch because that's the, the one... That's the Mirror Master that I learned to love during the Wally West run and stuff like that. But they'll, they'll go... I have a feeling they'll combine the two, actually, to be honest with you. It wouldn't surprise me. Like, they'll give Sam some of McCulloch's characterizations. But uh, I just want to see Mirror Master.
0: I first of all I, I, a lot of people in the chat are agreeing that no you know, not another speedster is a big bad and I'll, I actually don't know no I don't know who else they could bring in at this point. I mean look, I will I will do one exception and that is Godspeed. I don't care I don't know we don't know anything about him in these in Flash Weaver by right but Godspeed is the most epic villain name I've ever heard of, and I need to see that happen in some shape or form and I mean but otherwise, yeah, I don't want another speedster as a big bad. Uh, I don't think there are any more they could go... I mean, if, unless they're going to go with a rival. I mean, but they've done Hunter. They've done Eobard now. Um, Inertia would be weird at this point because we haven't even seen Bard yet. So... Uh, but I do want to see Bard Allen and see Season though, I'm just saying. Uh, but Mirror Master would be a lot of fun. And, you know... I still hope that what they will do is eventually go to Grill City uh, and have. I mean, it would be kind of nice. I don't know. Jason, I don't know if you watch uh, Once Upon a Time, but have you heard of uh, the way they do, they do their show? Is that they they do split seasons? One half is that it has one big bad, and the other one has another. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm sure the other shows have done that, but that's the only one I can think of. That's what I want to see for the Flash.
1: I I'd be fine with that. I I actually would be fine with that because. Um, I thought Legends of Tomorrow was really strong this season simply for the fact because it only had 16 episodes and I kind of felt that Flash and Arrow in a couple places kind of seemed like we were stretching time like we didn't have an episode we didn't have a place to fill and to be honest with you I would actually prefer every CW show Supergirl Arrow Flash all went to 16 episodes because then I think we wouldn't have any filler episodes we'd have episodes that were all solid You know, and there were a couple kind of episodes of Legends where we're like, "Eh, I don't know about this, but I, I don't know, like, I I would be okay with that because then think about, okay, so we have 23 episodes, then that means we'd get a 12 episode arc and a 13 episode arc. And I think that would be perfect because I think we'd have true, two really strong arcs in one season.
0: Plus, they can save up more money so that, you know, figure out because... I don't know if you noticed it, and I'm sure maybe you will remember this from Smallville, but remember when there were times this season of The Flash where Barry wouldn't have his super speed and he felt like, you know, oh, they're conveniently making him powerless for something, and that's because they were saving up money. Smallville will do this all the time. I mean, heck, season 10, guys, it is ridiculous that the last three episodes of the show before the finale... We have Clark Ken, being powerless for three different reasons. And I feel like with 16 episodes, I mean, I like tighter seasons. Because then you can do eight episodes in the fall without any breaks. Then you do a little break and come back for for the new year. And you do eight more episodes. I actually think that's what would have benefited Supergirl a lot more and so on. Um, But now it seems that they're all doing 23. uh, Although they haven't officially announced it yet. So, I mean, fingers crossed. um, That maybe, I mean... I, mean, like, I do know
1: I, Le, Le, I do know that they. I do know they said that Legends is coming back only for 16.
0: Can you can you send me a link like, to that because I I I have a friend that has
1: I thought it, I don't know if I have a link to that but I I'm I was certain I read that somewhere that they're all, they're bringing Legends back for 16 because they consider it to be more of an event series. I could be completely wrong about that. I thought I read that somewhere.
0: I mean if that happens I, I actually I mean look I love Legends Tomorrow. I love Flash. I love Supergirl. I Arrow. Um but I prefer if they were short seasons, because that way, it, no, no filler episodes. Or I like to call them a, a standing-out episode. I mean, um, stand-alone episodes, that's what I call them. Filler episodes is like noir from Smallville, when they went all black and white for, and they made Jimmy like a James Bond figure. I don't know. It was silly. That's to me, is a, what I define a filler episode. But yeah, entire season would be so much better. And, um, yeah. and Mirror Master is a big bet. I mean... Maybe, hopefully, Um, but you know, and also what you last thing before we wrap up, the thing you said about that they might merge them together. I mean, we they did bring on both the tricksters, so it's not impossible that we could see. That's true. You know, like what if instead of you know going with something as stupid as time remnants, maybe they will bring in both mirror masters, and maybe they will make one of them a girl. You know, so that you know we have a. They can do that, sure. Oh, mirror master, mirror mistress. You know, and Michelle Gomez plays one of them.
1: Uh, well, I think she's a little old for that, but sure. No, she's a little old too old for the CW, I, I find. But,
0: uh, <laughs> I will, CW
1: cast everybody young, remember?
0: I will make a petition and make sure that they will go with what we say because Michelle Gomez, I mean, she is the best. She is literally the best. Um, but guys, we are going to have to wrap up now because uh, coming up is Letters Tomorrow podcast. But um, Jason, first of all, thank you so much for for joining us. Uh, it's been a long time and so I'm glad you were able to join us and Talk about season two a little bit as we kind of you know leave that now in the past and so on. But where can people find you? And also, please rem- remind people what is uh, Up with Geek History Lesson because it's up for a nomination.
1: Oh yes, uh, so you can find me on our podcast, Geek History Lesson, where we teach a character uh, about about pop culture. We've done Jay Garrick, The Flash. We've done Zoom. We've done a bunch of like uh, Flash, Captain Cold is one we did. Um, but Geek History Lesson, our podcast, was nominated for a podcast award. In the entertainment category, and there's it's up to the op- the open public right now. You can go to podcastawards.com dot com and vote for Geek History Lesson. And if you did that, I'd really appreciate it. Tomorrow is the last day you can vote. You can vote once a day. So, um, you know, give all the monies to Christopher Reeve, and then as your if you're still feeling charitable, hop on over to us. And I feel bad that I sh- that I shield my own stuff on top of asking for help for Christopher Reeve. I'm a bad person. I'm you a supervillain.
0: Maybe <laughs> your maybe your Earth Two version is, but no, I, no, you're. No, no, you're no. You're always welcome to, uh, do, of course. Because, I mean, guys, I'm a, I'm a fan of to listen. I of course, I, I want, I mean, I'm, you know, I, I, want my bro to win. I want him to. I want that show to win because it's, it's amazing. You know, if you want to get into different types of comic book characters that you don't know anything about, like that podcast is, I mean, it's, it is one of the best. And heck, I actually, I, I. I was on one of them and we talked kill and it was awesome that's right and so, i forgot about that i'm sorry <laughs> no, no no hey it's, hey it's all right i i'm easily forgettable it's no worries but yeah guys please go and vote for it because here's a list geek history lessons for the win that's all i'm gonna say and mm-hmm. guys you know where you can find and uh, the flashpog is at the they there are all the links on the, the right side of the website and please remember donate 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 i don't know if i can be any more clearer but please donate to com slash fundraiser. Together, we could hit $2,000. So, and p- please sp- ish spread the word on social media. Hashtag dctpockets live. I think we're actually trending, if I'm not correct. I see that it comes up. Are in you research. really? I, I think it... I look at trends right now. It says England, Ingrus, and I, then I see dctpockets live. But I don't know if it's the same thing as trending in, like, you know, like, New York or whatever. But, I mean, I don't know. I'm, if if, if if i'm saying the right thing then humble brag uh but yeah no, but join reeve of course use the hashtag uh, now i'm confused maybe we're, we're not trending but who knows but at least people are using the hashtag which is the most important thing so mm. uh so keep donating and uh yeah so we're gonna be we will sign off and soon up will be letters tomorrow and uh, but for all of our members here on the flash podcast i'm and
1: i'm jason emman
0: and we'll see you soon on the airwaves No.